Hello, this is Sophie Warren, and welcome back to the SNW Podcast Bible Reading for All Ages. Today we're going to read chapter 39, chapter 39 to 43. Let's begin. Chapter 39, Joseph and Potiphar's Wife. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household. Then he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did nothing concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was a well-built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Anything he owns has been entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me to accept you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be in be with her. One day he went into the house to attend up to his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran to the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them. This fever has been brought us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the story. That Hebrew slave you brought to us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as he screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted his favor with his eyes and the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those who held in the prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care, but because of God was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Chapter 40 The Cupbearer and the Baker Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief, and the chief baker and put them in custody of the house of the captain of the guard. 
in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The, jo the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph as he attended them. After they had been in custody for some time, each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream the same night, and each had a dream meaning of his own. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he said that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in the master's house, Why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So the shift cup barrier and told Joseph his dream. dream. He said to them, In my dream, I saw a vine in front of me, and on that vine were three branches. As soon as it bundled, it blossomed, and it clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, squeezed them in the Pharaoh's cup, and put the cup in his hand. This is what it means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position, and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cup barrier. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh to get me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews, and even here I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable temptation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds were eating them out of the basket on his head. This is what it means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and impale your body on a pole, and the birds will eat away your flesh. Now the third day was Pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up heads for the chief cup barrier and the chief baker in the presence of his officials. He restored the chief cup barrier to his position, so that he once again put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he impaled the chief baker, just as Joseph had said to them in his interpretation. The chief cup barrier, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Chapter 41 Pharaoh's Dreams when two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile, when out of the river came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the freeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the riverbank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled, so he went to all his magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cup barrier said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. 
Each of us had a dream that same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as they interpreted them to us. It was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he shaved and changed his clothes, he became Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, but he became before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one could interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you will hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh. But God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile. When out of the river there come fat cows and speak, and they were grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. The neat ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came up first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell what they had done. So they just looked as ugly as before. Then I woke up. In my dream, I saw eleven, sorry, seven heads of grain, full of good growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads sprouted with ears and thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of the ground grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none of them could explain it to me. And Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he's about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean ugly cows that came up east toward seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming up throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream has given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look out for discerning and the wise men and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land and take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming up and store it again under all the authority of Pharaoh to keep to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that country may not be ruined by the famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked him, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? 
Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of the palace and all the people who are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne you will, I will be greater than you. Will I be greater than you? Joseph in charge of Egypt. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I heartily put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his singet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in a robe of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride a chariot on his second in command, and people shouted before him, Make way! Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word no one will lift hand or foot in all Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zephanath Piena, and then him Azanath, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was thirty years old when he entered the service of the Pharaoh king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up a huge quantities of grain like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records, records because it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph, but Azanath, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. My second son was named Ephraim and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began. Just as Joseph has said, there were famine in all the other lands. But the whole land of Egypt there was food. When the Egypt when all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph and do what he tells you. When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened all his storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. For the famine was severe throughout Egypt, and all the word and all the world became to Egypt to buy grain in Joseph, because the famine was severe everywhere. Chapter 42 Joseph's brothers go to Egypt. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you just keep looking at each other? He continued, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us, so that we may not live and not die. Then ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with the others, because he was afraid to harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went by grain, and there was famine in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all his people. So when Joseph's brother arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. 
Where do you come from? he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my lord, they answered. Your servants have come by, have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. No, he said to them. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. But they replied, Your servants were twelve brothers, the sons of one man, who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with their father, and one is no more. Joseph said to them, It is just as I told you. You are spies, and this is how you will be tested. As surely as, as, surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place until you, youngest brother, youngest brother comes here. Send out of your number to get your brother. The rest of you will be kept in prison, so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If you are not, then as surely the Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put them all in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison, while the rest of you go and take your grain back to your starving households. But you must bring me your youngest brother to me, so that your words may be verified and what you may die, may not die. This they proceeded to do. They said to one another, Surely we are being punished because of one, our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come on us. Reuben said, Reuben replied, Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? But you wouldn't listen. Now we must give an accounting for his blood. They did not recognize that Joseph could understand them, since he was using the interpreter. He turned away from them and began to weep, but then came back and spoke to them again. He said, Sing and taken for them, and bound before their eyes. Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, and put each man's silver back on his sack, and to give them provisions for their journey. After this was done for them, they loaded their grain from their donkeys and left. At the place where they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to get feed for his donkey, and he saw his silver in his mouth on his sack. My silver has been returned, he said to his brothers. Here it is on my sack. Their hearts sank, and they turned to each other, trembling, and said, What is this that God has done to us? When they came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan, they told him that all had happened to them. They said, The man who our Lord over the land spoke harshly to us, and treated us though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, We are honest men, we are not spies. We were twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no more, and the youngest is now with our father in Canaan. But the man who was Lord now, who was Lord over the land, said to us, This is how I will know whether you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me, and take your food for starving households, and go. But bring your youngest brother to me, so that I know you are not spies, but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you. And you can trade the land 
as they were emptying their sacks, there were there in each man's sack was a pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. Their father said, Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more. But now you and now you wanted to take Benjamin? Everything is against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may put both of my sons to death if you do not bring him back to you and trust him up to my care, and you will bring him back. But Jacob said, My son will not go down there with you. His brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm comes to him in the journey, you are, ta you are taking, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in sorrow. Chapter 43 The Second Journey to Egypt Now the famine was still severe in the land. So then they had all eaten from the grain that had brought from Egypt. Their father, their father said to them, Go back and buy us a reasonable food. But Judah said to them, the, the man warned us solemnly, You will not see my face again until your brother was with you. And if you will send your brother along with us, we will go down and buy food for you. If you will not send them, he, you, will not go, you will not go down. Because the man said to us, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. Israel asked, Why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man you had another brother? They replied, The man questioned us closely about ourselves and our family. Is your father still living? He asked us. Do you have another brother? We simply answered his questions. How were we to know that he would say, Bring your brother down here. And Judah said to Israel and his father, Send the boy along with me, and we will go at once, so that we, because we and you and our children may live and not die. I myself will guarantee his safety. You can hold me personally responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him here before you, I will bear the blame before you all my life. It, as it is, if we had not been delayed, we could have gone and returned twice. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be, then do this. Put some of the best products in the land in your bags and take them down to the man as a gift. A little balm and a little honey, some spices and myrrh, some pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double the amount of silver with you, for you must return the silver that was put back into your mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and go back to the man at once. And may, and may God Almighty grant you mercy before you and your brother Benjamin and your other brother. And he will let your other brother and Benjamin come back to you. As for me, if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. So then the men took their gifts and doubled the amount of silver and Benjamin also. They hurried down to Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of the house, Take these men to my house, slaughter an animal, and prepare a meal. They are, they are to eat with me at noon. The man did as Joseph told him and took them into Joseph's house. 
Now remember what frightened when they were taken to the house. They thought you were brought here because of the silver that was put back in our sacks the first time. He wants to he wants to attack us and overpower us and seize us as slaves to take our donkeys. So they went up to Joseph's steward and spoke to him as they entered the house. We beg your pardon, my lord, they said. We came down here to buy some food. But at the place where he stopped for the night, we opened our sacks and each of us found his silver, the exact weight in the mouth of his sack. So we have brought it back with us. We have also brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in our sacks. It's all right, he said. Don't be afraid. Your God, your God, your God, the God of the Father, has given you treasure in your sacks. I received your silver. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The steward took the men into Joseph's house, gave them the water, and washed their feet and provided father for fodder for their donkeys. And prepared noon, because they had heard that they were to eat that. When Joseph came home, they presented to him the gifts they had brought into the house, and they bowed down before him to ground. They asked him, he asked him how they were, and then he said, How is your age father you told me about? Is he still living? They replied, Your servant, our father, is still alive and well. And they bowed down, prostrating themselves before him. As he looked about and saw his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son, he asked, Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Deeply moved at the sight of his brother, Joseph hurried out and looked for a place to weep. He went to his private room and wept there. After he washed his face, he came out, controlling himself, and said, Serve the food. They served him. They served him by himself, his brothers by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews, for that is detestable for Egyptians. The men had, the men that had been seated before him in the order of their ages, from the firstborn to the youngest, and they looked at each other in astonishment. When portions were served to them for Joseph's table. Benjamin's portion was five times as much as anyone else's, so they feasted and drank freely with him. Thank you guys for watching. Have a blessed day. Good night.